Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dev, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. have been 
discounted or disrespected in the way that black lives had. Now, all of that no, being said, Trump, Trump, lost the, man, uh, Trump, Trump lost the election, so, you know, that messed oh, their yeah, whole true, true. history up. For, for a black man and a black woman to stand up there and then put it on black children because you saw who the models were, and for us to sell out and allow our children to be exploited and used, yo, I'm, I'm, I know what to expect from white people. I know what to expect from them. Like even my son's teammate, little teammate, put a little thing up where uh, he said, yo, the media acted, got all out of sorts when George Floyd died, but when this white kid got killed, you know, the media didn't mention it. Like all that little passive-aggressive white supremacist bullshit. I, I, yo, I, I expect that from them. But for black people to shit upon themselves, yo, I just can't deal. I can't take it without calling it out and saying what it is. Kanye, I don't bang with you. Kanye, yes, you've made some great music throughout the years. I'm not listening to that. I'm not supporting it. And for those that bring up, there's black, plenty of black folks bring what? Or did you have that same kind of energy for our for Yes. We're yes. listen, we not listening to our Kelly either. Yes. We're not listening to nobody that disrespects black lives and black culture and black ethnicity and the beauty that it is, man. Look at yourselves you in the mirror. Got that same energy for Chief Keith? God, that's what they asking you. You know, they they co opt the net with the I mean, with their version of what about black on black crime? What about that music? What about, what about my, that destructive? My, my perspective on this is a little. I'm Good, not yeah. entertaining that motherfucking conversation either, and it's coming from black people. What about the, the rap music being terrible? And y'all listening to these Chicago drill rappers talk about killing? Yo, that's a problem in and of itself, but we're not dealing with that right now. We're dealing with your man selling the F out and disrespecting black people. We'll deal with the drill rappers and the institutions and situations that created them in a minute. But right now we're talking about a bed wench and a bitch-ass sambo getting up in front of the media, white lives matter, and then putting it on black children to model it. Yo, get the F out of here. Yo, Kanye got to see me. He on the list. He see the big, yo, the big black Before Jimmy uh, says two cents, I just want to let y'all know, just in case y'all have no clue what we're talking about, um, earlier this week, um, at Paris Fashion Week, Kanye West was spotted with Candace Owens standing side by side in the uh, – it was the Yeezy Season 9 Paris Fashion Week show wearing shirts with uh, White Lives Matter emblazoned on the back of them. So what's your perspective, Jim? All right. My perspective is, like, I don't even think it's that deep. Like, why are you giving dude this attention? Because my, my thing is, I mean, he's a troll. And I mean, everything he does is for attention. Kanye is going to get attention. He got everybody in there. First of all, a dude that flat out comes out and says, yo, I don't read books. Like, I can't give you any credence to anything you say right or left. Like, so for me, I saw it and was like, all right, whatever. But then, right, to me, it was just an epic fail because what they were trying to do, they were trying to tell a story in terms of what they were doing, right? So you, you've seen his, like, the way his all his new looks look, look like some ish out of Demolition Man. So mm-hmm. the idea was this was supposed to be a dystopian <laughs> future where at Mad that point um, everything had – Everything has shifted to um, a, done a 180 to the point now where white people are like uh, you know disappearing and now they're they're putting up white lives matter. So that's the story they were trying to tell with the little thing. Like that, like the episode of Tales but, when everything was reversed. 
Exactly. That's what they were trying to do. They were try- you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. They were trying to do that. Yeah. I don't buy but it's it, a though. fail. Because because <laughs> the one thing that the one thing that um people don't understand is how emotionally attached people are to certain slogans, things and uh you know, so that's what they were trying to do, but it failed because you, you upset a lot of people with that jargon. But on the other side I'm like, Well actually everybody's talking about it. Um, it also, it also, like even, even I'm about to say, it doesn't right? fail for him because it was just a ploy for attention. I mean, the reason why exactly. it's terrible it, 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 in itself, if even if they're trying to justify it like that, Jim. First of all, you got Candace Owens out there. Like she wouldn't have anything to do with Paris Fashion Week. Yeah. She wouldn't well, be in Paris well, and how, if y'all weren't yeah, cool. How I got so that, having her there, yeah, how I got that was from uh, the folks that were there. Like that, that's the story they were trying to tell. Like, but it's right. a fail anyway. But the fact right. of the matter is, like, yo, my man came out and said, yo, I don't read. So at that point, like, why are we even, like, that only matters. If you want to do that, though, if you're going to do that and try to tell that story, then grab somebody that we can believe. Don't take Candace Owens or Jason Whitlock and say, I was trying to tell yo. this story. You know, like nobody's buying it because of who your yeah, company yeah. is. First of all, yeah, that don't I, that only matters. No, that, that matters that, to that, you that, because that you just tell him. him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You just tell him because you're not him. intellectual. You're an intellectual. People, people, He's a doofus and appealing to doofus. So for doofus, yeah, you got to dumb it down. Let me so. So that wasn't like a story that he did to try to like cover up. That was from the people there that watched the whole thing and they were like acting out. Yeah, they were acting out whatever it was they were doing down the runway. Um. But it's still a fail either way, right? So you got attention, but I mean, at the end of the day, though, my man said he don't read, so it's like, and and, and we already know what she about. Like we know what she about. But when someone tells you you don't read and tries to speak on issues that re- uh, require reading, it's like I can't even take you serious. Like so, at this point, you're just a caricature of a human, and you're doing things to get attention. And I'm not going to fall into where most are by giving you that attention, negative or positive. Like you just don't exist in like. To me, Yo, I, the opposite, I, 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 the opposite I, I, of love is like is is is, is, is you know treating someone as if they're not existent. It's not hate. So I respect. Hate I respect your. I respect your. I respect your perspective singularly because of of how it relates to you. But thinking of thinking of the world and thinking of the children and thinking of those that consume content and his media and art. You're at a point in life as an intellectual where you can look past that and say he's a doofus. Granted, but the majority of people aren't intellectual. The majority of people don't read, and they definitely don't consume the content and read the books that you read. So for the less intellectual and the and the more common man, yo, Kanye West is a yo. What that that play and that messaging is irresponsible at best if he were someone that I respected as caring about black people, it's irresponsible at best. He's done enough over the course of the last year for us to know that he really bangs with them people. And I've been taught and told by the culture that I, one of the cultures that I ascribe to that attention, money ain't the root of all evil now. Attention is. So you're man. Yeah, hold on, B. Austin. Cause the one thing, the one thing that I'll disagree with you with is that he bangs with them people, right? I don't think he bangs with them people or our people. I think he bangs with himself. He jumps back and forth depending upon like, what, what's going on in his life, right? When and he, he jumps back and forth he, because we allow him to. <laughs> like, exactly. So he, he when he people, when the bull was like beating the brakes off of his uh, wife's vagina, he all of a sudden the white man this and the white man that. When when he wants to beef with Gap and and, and Nike and Adidas, 
it's the white man doing this. And they got to appeal to us. Yeah, he got to appeal to us with the white man so he, holding so, so me down. He don't care stuff. about us, but he don't care about them either. He jumps back and forth, whatever suits, whatever suits him personally. So he's a selfish individual. They don't individual care. That they don't care, care if he anybody. don't care. But we're not in a position to to have people like that. He's detrimental. They in a different position. Furthermore, I don't care what they think about him. But what you got to do? Yeah, this is you got you got to you got to put dude on goofy time. Right? What did Missy say? You got to put dudes on goofy time and just ignore him. Like you can't. Because you can't give them energy because even if you give them the hateful energy, that's what they want anyway. You just got to ignore this. Put them on goofy time. This boy is the same boy that said, because they made us hate ourselves and love their wealth. That's why Shorty screaming where the ball is at. Yo, I I love Kanye so much. No Hills Mo. Back, like, when he first dropped his first album, I thought he was so much about something. And... Yo, he's thing is, uh, he gone. Yo, <laughs> yo, I'm even gone. Gone. I'm all even those things here. can be true. Yo, like, Dev, I think his mom, I think his dead mom believed that he was about something, so he definitely letting her down. I mean, she could have been the one that kept him on the right path. I mean, there's a lot of things to say here, but at the end of the day, my guy said he gonna read. His mom was a PhD. <laughs> so it's like, he said he it's like so what are we even talking so, about? He, yo, so I think I think anyway. where Jimmy coming from, he don't Boy, read. Like that's strike number one. Number two. Number two, he don't bang with black women other than maybe to bang them. So strike number two. So what's strike number three? That's it's crazy. Boy. Only black woman he messed with is Candace Owens, so that tell you a lot about him. <laughs> That's yeah. like me. Like my only black friend is Jason Whitlock. So, you know. It's, hey, yo. It <laughs> <laughs> tell you a whole lot about somebody. Um, I mean, understand, understand this, though. All those times you're talking about when he was making those statements and, and saying those things, that's when he was with black women, like whether it was Amber or the, uh, the chick before mm-hmm. Amber. I forgot her name. When he was, when he was uh, uh, George Bush don't like black people. Now, he was, what would he, he was say? Black woman. He was like, me and George Bush don't like black people. Yo, I, I, yo, I, yo, I, I swear on everything I love, if I was George Bush, I would come out now and be like, yo, Kanye don't care about black people. <laughs> Just stand there looking awkward before yo, he said it to Yo, I would say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, biggest troll move in the history of troll moves, yo. Yeah, that would be, he could be drinking crazy. somewhere. You know, he enjoying retirement somewhere drinking. Yeah, yo, he's he definitely drunk right now. All right, man. So we 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 know what the boy yeah about, and he's still about to make another billion off sales. So none of this even matters. Um, but yeah, before we get started, <laughs> before we get started, we've got to remind y'all that whether you're with us live or not, anytime and on demand, you can still check yet. out. Archive episodes of our show and, and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. So you can do that at warroomsports.com or on one of the uh, podcast listening platforms of your choice. Uh, there's never an excuse to miss an episode. So shout out to every show on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Y'all know who y'all are. All right, Hot Topics brought to you by my bookie. War Room Family, it's time for you to make some bread sports betting at my bookie if you still haven't checked them out then it's time to stop wasting your time talking about kanye place a bet lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports yo the the, the mlb playoffs are here uh the basketball season is about to start we already got some preseason tilts if you are a real degenerate gambler then go gamble on some preseason games that's just crazy to me but whatever the nfl is in full effect so make sure you go do that man there is no excuses not to, because when you win, you get your bread. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. 
So join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, that'll activate the offer. Again, visit mybookie.ag. Play when, get your money. All right, man, speaking of MLB, Aaron Judge, <laughs> after a long what I believe was a stressful chase because of the pressure that it, you know, that that they heap upon you when you get close. He finally got his 62nd home run, which makes him the all-time single-season record holder in the American League uh, for home runs, besting uh, former Yankee Roger Maris, who had 61 back in 1961. Um, crazy part is, you know, when all of this happens, you start hearing the Bonds talk and all of that kind of stuff again. But it's like Roger Maris had like 33 home runs the year before he hit 61, and the year after he hit 61 went down to like 30-something again. So what was he on? FOH, Roger Maris. And his his kids out here like saying that Aaron Judge should be the all-time home run uh, leader, not just in the American League because he did it clean. Um you know, alluding to Bonds and McGuire and Sosa saying when they hit more than that, they didn't do it clean. It's, it's crazy, though, because, I mean, we know how it is. We talk about it all the time, how when that was going on, how great it was for baseball, how much money they made off of it, and now everybody's, you know, the moral police right now. Maybe not the Maris family, because they probably never wanted to see it broken in the first place. So, you know, I guess now it just makes him look good because the person who obliterated the record and didn't just get it by one, you know, they're trying to discredit him. Um, what's your thoughts on Aaron Judge and the season he had? Because he wasn't yo, just home runs with the ball. Like, yo, since we're telling he, the truth, and this a hell of a season. The truth, I'm a shout out to my bro Jimmy. Yo, he put me up on game. I really don't care who shoots uh, the juice to entertain me. I really don't. Yo. I really don't. Right. Yo. Doing it for my for my Paul, amusement. Paul, Paul is, because the same because the same people like, that's saying that yeah, probably yeah. love that no wrestling. They probably love WWE. Like they've been yo, juicing to entertain thing, us man. for decades. My thing is, yo, Roger Maris Jr. Yo, you can go to the Frank stand, Paul, because <laughs> you 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 out of pocket, man. Like. This this didn't even impress me because I I saw what Barnes did. Y'all saw how many uh I saw how many parked cars got their windows ruined in that beautiful mm-hmm. summer. And the and, 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 and how many and how many uh people got turned over in boats in McCovey Cove? Yo, <laughs> yeah. crazy I mean people jumped in the water trying to trying to go after some of his baseballs. Yo, yo, I don't. As, and, as dominant as he was in terms of a power hitter, that's not even the most. Yo, the intentional walk. To me, right. that might be the most gangster. Yo, I shared a clip with y'all a couple of weeks ago. I was like, yo, it was a clip. This is, this is pre-Royce, by the way, when he was already the best player in the world. Yo, mm-hmm. they were in the game with the bases loaded in, like, the ninth inning. And, yo, they intentionally walked the run home. <laughs> we just go ahead and walk this run home, man. I ain't messing with that this ball. Is the most, yo, that might be the most gangster thing I've ever seen in any sport, including football, basketball, baseball, boxing, soccer, whatever you want to say. Yo, Fearful. how do you intentionally walk somebody with the bases loaded because you're that afraid of them taking it at bat? He has to be the most feared athlete in the history of sports. I can't really think right now of anybody like that. I mean, I guess in the uh, 80s, Mike. Mike Tyson had his Mike. run. He had his run. Once Buster Douglas stuck that jab Dog. on him, 
People weren't afraid of Mike no more. <laughs> yo, but even, yo, but Dev, a lot even, of disrespect. Even beyond that, right? Even beyond Very that, before Buster Douglas, mm-hmm. this is the equivalent of somebody starting to walk to the ring and be like, nah, I'm cool, and just turn around. That's what right. they did to Bond. <laughs> they didn't Pretty walk much. to the ring, yo. Pretty much. Like, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and forfeit these points on the board because I don't want to contend with this bull. So, yeah, it, it, I, he has to be the most feared athlete of all time. So I mean, we did that stat that of the week uh, when when we talked about Judge having 17 intentional walks this season and Bonds having that over, like, a two-month period back in, in, in 2004. Like, it was fear. He hit 72 with fear when people didn't even want to pitch to him. So, yeah, he, he can he can hate. And everybody else who's on that side of the fence, man, y'all can hate all y'all want, man. But y'all ain't never seen a baseball player better than Bull. Yeah, you y'all haven't. can go to the I'll French speak, thing. I'll speak for you. You haven't. Yo, <laughs> yo, as much as much as as much as I love Manny, yo, Bond <laughs> is so good. I ain't, I ain't even understand, dude. Yo, I ain't even understand. Dude was so good it was because different. he only had an opportunity to hit the ball a fraction of the time that he probably should have, and he still was yo. taking you. Yeah. And he did all this. He did all this with a sus, sus dangling earring. Like, you know how Gensi got be? Yo, he had a sus dangling earring, yo. Like, come on, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, so, but shout out to um, Judge. This is nothing against Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is a hell of a baseball player. This is just for people that used, you know, your accomplishment to further throw shots at the GOAT. And, and that's all we're talking about right now, because Judge had a hell of a season. It was not just home hey, yo, runs. Aaron Judge. Bull led, led the American man. League in, like, six offensive categories, which is ridiculous. Because usually home run hitters are big strikeout balls, and not the case with him. Like, he, he, not, he, not, he not Ryan Howard. He not feast or famine. He not boom or bust. If he don't hit you a home run, he, he don't hit you something. <laughs> you know, Ryan not, Howard, Ryan Howard, Howard hitting the home run and he was striking out one or the other. He ain't getting <laughs> Either up. one, that's, that's it. Yo, like what you saying? Either we going yard or I'm gonna go sit down. <laughs> I'm gonna sit down and and chew some gum with my homies. I used to bring Howard up. Y'all, y'all probably appreciate him more than I do because I caught him like kind of after his prime. I think Ryan Howard is poo poo because I never really saw him hit anything. Nah, he ain't poo poo. I mean. <laughs> I mean, this year's National League home run uh, leaders from the Phillies, uh, Kyle Schwarber, and the last Philly to do that was Ryan Howard with 48. I mean, Ryan Howard was good for what he was good for back when the Phillies were good. Yeah. So, yeah, he doesn't I'm going yard, I'm going to sit my ass down. Right, right. And, and in baseball, you can do that, especially in that lineup, which yeah, was so what? powerful. Him striking out didn't hurt him that much. <laughs> Now, I can see if it's you like, strike yo, out I'm all the time and it hurts your money. team. But they had too much going on on that team for it to even hurt. So. Yep, big yeah. I'll make millions of money because I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm striking out. And then on defense, I'm just going to stand on first base and be late. <laughs> right. I mean, some dudes are just built for that. And that's amazing, though. Like, it, most of the times you get a hit, <laughs> it got a chance to go out. So, I mean, that, that ain't nothing to sleep on. I mean, it's Cecil just, you know, did it he, he wasn't pounds. built Cecil to be Fielder one of them five, six tools. Cecil Fielder was 450, stood on first base, and was like, yo, I'm going yard or I'm striking out. 
Yo, <laughs> Bill had it. to hit it out because he wasn't going to make it around the bases any other yeah. way. And, and, and guess what? And y'all going to pay me. <laughs> After you pay me. A lot of money. All right, so I um, quote of the week, man. Uh, it takes more than skills to be great. That's what people don't understand. You could be the most skilled person on earth <laughs> and, it's, and, and still don't make the NBA. The NBA is not about skills. And that quote is from Giannis Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo, I mean, the Greek freak. Giannis, and one of his, uh, I think this was at media day. So is this Giannis being 100% real with us, or is this Giannis knowing that a lot of people out there, you know, talk down on his skill level? Is this Giannis saying, I know I ain't shit, but that ain't all it's about, so that's why I am shit? Or is this just a little bit of all yeah. of that? <laughs> it's both. It's both. Because he's not lying, yeah. right? He's not lying. There's a lot of skill yeah, cast back in ball, but it take, it definitely takes more than that. Um, yeah. Shout out to Tim Thomas. You know, because <laughs> you gotta want it. Like you got, you yeah. gotta, you gotta want it. And then when you find someone who has both skills, shout skill out to Michael Beasley. In the, when you find someone who has both the skill and the desire, that's when you hit the jackpot. Yes, that's sir. when you got someone special. You know what I mean? Right. But you know, but he's not lying. He's right about that. Right, and he has Yo, I just what he's shown so far. He has a special level of desire that mm-hmm. kind of cancels out what he lacks in skill. I mean, you've seen it. You, I mean, look at his damn numbers. Look what he does every single year. He's one of those He's dudes, like, you could possibly give Giannis the MVP every year, but, you know, yeah. the NBA gets yeah. MVP think, honestly, fatigue with certain cats. I think he probably should have won last year. But here's the thing, though. Like, the thing about it is, um, I just watched a story Ron Artest told where he said that, he was talking about, like, how dudes in the hood would have games. He said one time when he was in his prime, he said he was, like, 26 years old in his defensive oh, yeah. prime, like, defensive, yeah, defensive player of the year, and he played somebody on the blacktop in, like, a New York playground. He said ball gave him, like, 52. And he said ball he was, was, like, like, a week yeah. out of the joint. Yo, he asked the ball, like, yo, why are you in the pros? Boy said, I got out of jail seven days ago. <laughs> I got out of the joint, like, six days prior and gave yeah, Ron Artest 57. Well, he just Come on, yo. Like, yo, he said he wants to be the player of the year in the league, and Bull gave him 52. Bull came out like Pee Wee Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Ron said 57, Jim. He said Bull gave him yeah, 57. Yeah, 57, my bad. Yeah, 57. I ain't mean to show him. Don't slight him. Don't slight him. I ain't mean to slight him. Yo, you know it had to be true because he gave a specific number. He said oh, 57. Yeah. And Ron ain't going to lie about getting torched because he don't get torched. Yo, yo, my thing is, yo, he said Bull cooked fifty-seven, seven day out, seven days out the jail. Fresh, fresh out the jail. But anyway, man. But, yeah, but anyway, man. So Giannis isn't lying, man. I think it also might be a shot at Harden too. <laughs> Another one. They, they still going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, because you know they got their beef, and because yeah. Harden is like the and it was related guy, to like, skills. Yeah. It was related to that. Yeah, yeah. That's like, and that's always been a debate between the two of them. Like, you know, Harden is known as the guy who has skills. What, no, what so I, I'm, lack, I'm with you. Desire. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, well, he ain't lying, but he definitely saying this out of, you know, he being defensive and saying it, but he definitely ain't lying. But Giannis tired of y'all saying he ain't shit. <laughs> he ain't got no skills. He just tall and can dunk. Yeah, Giannis tired of y'all saying but that. that. But so he's going to let that, y'all know why, that like, it, don't, you, it, it take more about, than that. That's why so many skillful about, cats like, are trash. 
but that's why when you talk about the Mikes or the Kobe's or even the Magic or the Birds, like, yo, you watch a lot of the Lakers stocks lately. You see how angry and upset they used to be when either one of them lost? Right. Like, it would ruin their whole year. Like, that desire, and then you make a little bit of skill in with it, and that's why you got folks that played 30 years ago who still get documentaries and we still talk about to this day. Mm-hmm. Right? It's because that's when you get that, that, that combination. All right. So, um, more NBA training camp news. Uh, what else? Oh, you did be? You ain't, ain't saying nothing. Your man Draymond reportedly punched Jordan Poole at practice. Now I hear, you know, uh, tensions were, were, were flaring a little bit because, you know, they were going back and forth talking trash. Um, <laughs> did you hear specifics, Jim? I let you you hear specifics on what Jordan Poole might have said to make him because it started off with like a little pushing and shoving and then Draymond yeah, you know, peed off on him. Jordan. You said Jordan Poole kept calling him triple single. <laughs> um, that's crazy because we've been known to, to do that ourselves. Um, Yo. And, and, and originally I had heard that there was already some tension there because, you know, both of them are up for contracts. And, it's, and, and Jordan Poole's camp seemed to be getting some stuff done while, while um, Draymond has reserved himself to – the possibility, more like the fact that they're not going to negotiate with him until after the season starts. So you think there's any truth to that rumor or are people just out here stirring the pot trying to find a reason for both punching the ball in the face? Draymond will end up in L.A. You see what Draymond said. You know, he talks about his kin. But, I mean, that, that might be part of it. For me, because to me, like, yo, this, this high level of intensity, like, and the season hasn't started yet, Y'all the champs. What's wrong with y'all, y'all? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I y'all know, but... Y'all come back fat and drunk. Y'all come back already already at this level? I, but this is this is not the first time, you know, we've heard Draymond with this contentious relationship with his teammates. You know, he got into it uh, one time with Kevin Durant in which he actually was suspended a game for that. Now, they're still supposed to be, supposedly... The Warriors are talking about, you know, possible punishments now. Um, I don't know if they've done that already. Since we've been on the air, I haven't heard anything about it. So if anybody knows if he's gotten punished, let us know. But, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. And, B, I, I'm, I'm hearing I can't, – we can't hear you, homie. <laughs> try, try now. All right, no, we don't hear nothing from you. I don't, I don't know Wait. what the deal is. There. <laughs> Mike check one two. Mike check one two. Now we don't hear you. All right, so hold on. Let me see something. Uh, let, me, let me see something real quick. Let me check something. Mike check one two one two. Mike check one two one two. You see that? It looked like he on the board twice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we hear you now. It's I don't fun. know what that is. What's up with it's your fun. man Draymond trying to tee off on his on his young boy teammates? Yo. Um, is that out of is that jealousy? Yeah, I heard definitely. he was cracking Draymond, um, calling him triple single. Jim said. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, we we all know respectfully as mature adults and basketball players, <laughs> aficionados, we we understand Draymond's value, big welding that he is. We understand it, but you can't sit there and make an argument that you're better 
or flyer or hotter than Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole scores 30 a game once a month, and you score 30 a game once a career. Yeah, so once a career. It, it, it boils down to I'm about to get this bread, this chicken. I'm about to double digit on you, and you still going to average seven, eight, and seven. Get out of my face. <laughs> And, that, and that's, that's what it that's what it was. Uh, and shout out to Scott in the chat room when we were talking about uh, uh, Barry Bonds. He said most feared athlete since Vincent Bo Jackson in Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> Bo was feared in Tecmo Bowl. You somebody picked the Raiders. You cheating? And they had two good running backs, but you still scared of Bo. And he said, uh, "Why the slander for Tim Thomas?" Because Tim Timothy Thomas came into the league probably, man, he probably came into the league as one of the most skilled players in any NBA draft. But he's always our example. You know, we we nicknamed him back in the day the closed toolbox because he had all the tools to be a great, but he didn't have the desire. And if you've ever seen Tim Thomas play an NBA game, you'd know what we're talking Yo, about. Like he, he Thomas, seemed like he was more Tim worried Thomas. about being cool and looking Yo. cool. And actually playing to his potential. Him and Larry Thomas could have been the GOAT. Played hard probably three times in his NBA career. One one of them was the night he played against old ass Mike and gave him thirty two. And and that's about it. That's that's all I can really remember. I gave him the benefit of the other two times that I can't recall. Tim Thomas didn't care about how how talented he was. The lock toolbox. Hey, I even think I still think Ray Allen didn't play up to his skill level, but they, he still has a Hall of Fame career. So, by most people's account, he has a Hall of Fame career. So he doesn't really fall in the Tim Thomas <laughs> category, but Ray Ray skill wise, one of the best players I've ever seen. But Ray Allen, production wise and just dog wise, was not one of the best players I've ever seen. <laughs> so that's 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 where our, our our Tim Thomas slander comes from. All right, so um, our stat of the week, man. B. Austin, your Philadelphia Eagles are the first team in 22 years with three NFC Defensive Player of the Week awards in a row. Um, two, I think two three weeks ago it was Big Play Slay. Last week I believe it was uh, what's the old head pass rusher name. That caused us to fumble in the Super Bowl. Uh, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham, and then this week mm-hmm. it was uh, the 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 new linebacker. Um, Hassan. Damn, why, why am I drawing a blank on everything? Uh, Hassan Boy, Reddick. Uh, White Sox. <laughs> Hassan Reddick. So I don't know who the team was <laughs> 22 years ago that did it though, but I'm assuming it might be they might be from the Ravens. Probably was like a Ed Reed. Um, Chris McAllister and Ray Lewis, and yeah, maybe maybe Chris McAllister, probably 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 a, a mixture of those three. Um, but on that defense, it, it could have been any one of like five players. But I know Ed Reed and, and Ray Lewis is probably up in there somewhere. And if you think about it, that was the two thousand Ravens, Ravens, so that was twenty two. And they had ago, the so boy like the screen mask. What was the boy named like the screen mask? <laughs> uh, the black boy. Oh, Terrell Tug. 
Yeah, he was young. <laughs> I mean, I say that respectfully, though. Like, respectfully, because he's a No disrespect. Yo, no disrespect. Now that you said it, I can't unsee it. I can't unsee it. <laughs> he said the like scream mask, though. Yo. Yo, but I couldn't think of his name. Come on, man. <laughs> yo. No, but I couldn't think of his name. But, yo, but he could ball, though, yo. Yo, I gotta yo, go no tell some people, yo. man. I'm about to get off the air so I can go tell some people. Yo, <laughs> no disrespect. Yo, ball. I can't unsee it now that you said it. I'm like, yo, the boy do look like a black ass screen mask. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, Jimmy won laugh of the month. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna hear nothing funnier than that in October, yo. Oh man, yeah, and it came man. at the right time. It's October, it's Halloween. So he man. probably, yeah, so he probably, uh, he probably, uh, you know, want to drink too. <laughs> he said the Yo, boy was like a corny boy. I'm trying to look up his weak ass nickname he, had, he gave himself. T Sizzle. Oh, what was his T-Sizzle. nickname? He had a nickname too, didn't he? That, that was one of them for sure. T Sizzle. Oh, something else. T Scream Man. Man, it should have been Scream. Now, yo, now that you said it, I've never thought about that before. But now that you said it, I cannot unsee that. He said yeah, he the ball look like the screen man. That's corny by itself. He All right, man. So we, real quick, man, before we do our pick six and then take some calls, man. <laughs> so I, I just want to ask y'all a question, man. Are the are the Miami Dolphins trying to kill Tua Tungavailoa? Are they yeah. like? I mean, made a, are they I like actively trying to kill him? I know he's up for no, a contract. I mean, and my, I'm thinking like they're not like sold on him. Most of his career, he's been injury-prone and kind of mid. The beginning of this season, he lit it up a few times. So because they're not sold to him, are they trying to kill Ball on purpose? Yeah, <laughs> they don't care. They get rid of him. Because they're still going to stand tall, tall and say that the week before, on, on uh, last Sunday, they're saying when we watched him get up, <laughs> try to walk to the huddle and look like a boxer who just beat a, a, a 1988 Mike Tyson, you know, 10 count, and then stumbled and had to be held up by two of his linemen, put his hands on his head and then shook his head like he was trying to shake out the cobwebs. They're still trying to tell us that that was a back injury. My he passed back. all the concussion protocol tests, and it was his back that was hurting, so they let him back in the game after halftime. Now, remember, that, that was a big deal when it happened. So it's not like hindsight that made everybody go off four days later on Thursday when he slammed to the turf and his fingers seized his up fingers. like he was throwing up games. Yo, yo, he was throwing up eight tray. Yo, he was banging on fools in the crowd. So it wasn't hindsight because, remember, guys, we even talked about it. It was, you know, even on our show last week where we talked about how there was an investigation by the Players Association of why they let him back into that game. So four days later, he suffered what had to be another concussion, was stretchered off of the field. So two head injuries, presumably, within a four-day span like, Tua could possibly die. Like, he might be dead now, and they still might be covering it up. Because even after the fact, has, has anybody, they were has still, anybody like, seen they Tua? were still standing tall on there, like, we didn't do nothing to put him in harm's way. Like, yo, why was he playing that night? Yo, they, yo they, but you uh, know the funny thing about this? 
the funny thing about this is how many stories that are now coming out about just the organization and the way they move and how they treat people and the things they do. Right. It's like but you know what, pow- though? People now people are starting now. to listen to, to, to what's the name? <laughs> Blind They're starting Flores, to listen to Flores. The, the Flores now. Yeah. Now y'all, 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 y'all told him FOH before. Now everybody want to bring up everything he said. But this is why. But this is why. When we on here and we talk about basketball, we talk about all the different sports, and I always say that, like, you know, players are great and all that, but a championship team is from top to bottom. It comes from the very, very top. The owners, the people they put in charge to run the organization. Like, when you have a championship organization, you have a championship organization. Like, you can get all the great players you want, but if you don't have everything together upstairs, it ain't going to work. Right. Right. I mean, that's, the, you know, I, I say it to this day, like the, the team here, the Washington Commanders. I think, I think they're forever cursed until they get that dude from the top of the organization. I tell y'all all the time, and I've said it on the air plenty of times. When they finally force dude Daniel Snyder to sell that team, I'm going to be miserable because I know they're going to instantly become a good franchise again, and I'm going to have to live with their fans. You know, who already, even with Daniel Snyder, say they're going to the Super Bowl every year, but it's going to be a possibility. So I'm gonna be miserable. On the on the low, <laughs> on on the low, your point is 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 very valid because even Gerald Gerald Jones, like he is spectacular and amazing mediocrity, and it's because of him playing defensively. He should win the fourth defensive player of the week for the Eagles, at least when we play. Um. Gerard at least Gerald Jones can put on a show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, at least yeah, he put he on a show. His his stadium is, is crazy off the hook. Like, he, he puts on a show. Like, the commanders are playing this, in a dump. Yeah. <laughs> they got obstructed Gerard, view seats, and they, it, it costs you $40 to park. And they, like, his whole presentation when, is trash. And it's disrespectful. Yeah, but when Gerald. But let's think about this, though. When Gerald actually won those championships, when he actually, uh, you know, competed at the highest level, is when he, he brought in football guys and let right. them guys run. He let them run everything. And that let actually them do, made do him uncomfortable do. because he had to – yeah, because he relinquished a certain level of power. And he was like, I'm not doing that no more. So now you got what you got. But when you let guys run, you know, run their program, that's one of the things, right? So, like, the thing is, like, let's take the Miami Heat, for example, right? Pat Riley runs everything. You talk to anybody who has anything to do with them from the from the people who do the concession stand to their best player. They all know who the boss is. <laughs> to practice, He's not the owner of the team. Of He's not the owner of the team, but the owner of the team, Mickey Harrison, was smart enough to know, like, look, this is what he does. I'm going to give you full reins and full control. You're the face. You run everything. And I'm just going to sit back Harrison, and like, I, I run, I run cruise ships. I ain't got nothing to do with this. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, yeah I run cruise ships with all of my illegal employees, but, you know. <laughs> So Dr. Bennett Amalo, well, the boy who discovered CTE, tell the truth, boy, um, he says that Tua should retire. He said, you know, he's he's he said he's definitely suffered permanent brain damage and he should never step foot on the football field again. Sometimes you got to save these players from themselves because, you know, Tua – Trying to get a uh, probably trying to get his contract, trying to prove himself. He's going to try to go out there by any means necessary. But then, like Jimmy yeah. said, when you got an organization who's willing to foster the BS, then this is the kind of this is the kind of situation you have. But dude said yeah. he said they're not being 
honest with themselves and they should yeah, the truth pretty much. <laughs> Yo, the crazy Tell part the about truth. it is like as a Tell as a truth. fan of the sport as a fan of the sport, I like Tell the truth. Yo, watching him do that was somewhat traumatizing too, right? Because we love we love hard hits and we love all that, but when you saw it, it kind of made you feel uncomfortable. And yeah. it's like, as a fan of the sport, I don't want to see yo, no one die. I don't want to see the eight like, We'll throw the eight trade gangster signs up. That was very uncomfortable. That was scary. Yo, I man. couldn't even. I could. Yo, scary. I couldn't even joke the way I wanted to joke. I was trying to get some jokes off, but yeah, I felt yeah, like it was too scary. It's like I've seen is, I don't, I've seen boxers and MMA fighters get knocked out and their arms go stiff like that, like rigor mortis set in or something. But I've never seen anybody's fingers crossed like that. Like I I don't think Tua could do that consciously if he tried, because like his fingers look like they were broken. Like how do you make yeah. your fingers do that without you taking your you other hand and pulling it to the side and. That was scary, man. Yeah, that that, that was, was that. And then my thing is, so, so now I sit and think about if he goes back out there, like, in one of the things that all the um the the brain surgeons, um, aka people on Twitter, have said, is that one of the um <laughs> one of the results of the brain damage when you when you get hit in your head like that is back pain and back injury. So they're not thinking about so that's like, why his back was hurting. Was complaining. Yeah, maybe that's why his back was hurting. Like. So I, I don't know, man. I just don't want to see this brother die out there, man. That's something I don't want to see as a fan. Like I don't, I don't want to see that thirty for thirty, man. Like, you know, the boy, the boy um, proved he could play at this level, but dude, at some point, like, you know, right? I mean, because like we talked, like we brought up earlier, we've always been cool with people doing whatever they feel like they need to do to their body to entertain us. But at at a point, and this is probably that point, it gets a little uncomfortable, even for the people who like to see y'all out there bashing each other like that that yeah. was uncomfortable to see especially knowing what happened just four days earlier and you know nfl is supposed to be different with this head injury this head trauma stuff and you know that was allowed to happen but shout out to him man i, I hope and and on top of that he left the hospital that night shout out to pop and Flew home with the team. You had two yeah. brain injuries in four days. You don't need to be on an airplane with that pressure. Like they, they were just dropping the ball left and right, man. They were dropping the, the ball. Organization. Right. <laughs> don't care about the book. Scott, you, Scott, you, Scott, you brought up an amazing point. Like remember Hank Gathers. Like no one wants to see that. Right, right, right. You definitely don't want to see that, man. But so shout out to Tua, man. I know it's difficult because this is what you work for your whole life, and this is probably the closest he's been to what he's worked for his whole life because they were in a position now where it's like, man, we might have to pay this dude. And what they're paying these dudes these days, these quarterbacks, is crazy. So he was, you know, a season away, less than a season away from the jackpot, either, you know, potentially dying on the field or, I mean, his life, his his quality of life 10, 20 years from now is probably already, you know, in jeopardy. But, yeah. you know, we don't want to see an Andre Waters situation, a Junior Seau situation, a Dave Dorst. Like, we don't, we don't want to see that part of the game. So you might want to listen to do. I know it's hard to tell somebody that something they work for, you should stop something that you've worked for all your life. But, damn, man, it's life. 
is life. All right, but, you know, I hope Tua, with the Dolphins, Tua mess around already be dead while we talking about this, but I hope not. I mean, has anybody you know, actually seen him over the last week or so? I haven't he seen or heard anything, anything from him. I heard they said Tua will not play this week. I'm like, this week? Like, y'all should already made a decision that Tua is not going to play this so, year at when least. They, when, they, when they put that statement on their social media, I died laughing, yo. Then the comments, cut the comments, like, cause, yo, they actually put a statement out. Like, Tua will not be playing this week. Like, really? Like, because they're leaving that open-ended, like, he's possibly play next week. Like, yo, yo Tua should not. Who's in charge over there, yo? Ronald McDonald. He could have said two will be out until further notice. Like that was also a dub. Yeah, that, at least say that out indefinitely till we figure some some stuff out. But yo, who's in charge over there? <sighs> Who knows, man? All right, and, so let's do our pick six. Stop, last thing I want to say real quick, Dev. I want to okay, say one okay, thing okay. real quick, man, because Teddy Bridgewater came in as his backup. And for the life of me, yo, I do not understand how you play football at the highest level at quarterback with them big ass gloves he got on. Like, that's, maybe that's why he tried. So, do be having on North Face gloves trying to play football. Like, how you doing? Dude? <laughs> In hot weather. Eddie P. <laughs> yeah. Don't he got his own line of demarcation? The Teddy Bridgewater line? <laughs> like, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater the, line. Yeah, yeah. That's what somebody mm-hmm. said. Somebody said that's his you know, quarterback is like, you know, he's yeah, like the, the median quarterback. Wow. All right, we'll see how Teddy goes because he's going to be in there for more than one week unless the Dolphins just give zero Fs about what anybody's saying. Um, our NFL pick six real quick, and he said that ball is the, the scream mask. Um, <laughs> first game, <laughs> Giants at Packers. Um, you know, before the season started, we didn't figure this to be a, a great matchup, but the Giants are still holding steady. Um, much like us, the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't think their schedule has been too harsh on them. Um, but they also, you know, they're in a battle every week. And and bodies were dropping last week. Daniel Jones was out of the game. His backup went out of the game. They were running a lot of wildcat with, with Saquon Barkley. He's another guy we've known to get injured in the past. So the way they're using him now could be could be dangerous. But who y'all got? Giants at Lambeau for this one, and this is the the London game. So they're not at Lambeau, but the Packers are the home team in London. Nine thirty a.m. kickoff, Eastern time. Bro, bro, I like the way that uh, I like yeah. the way that um, the Giants' new coach has them looking. Like even even though I think they're gonna lose this game, um, the energy is different. Just watching them play is right. Like, He's one of them culture changing dudes. Yeah, so it's a different team. So I like the, I like the way they're going, but they're gonna lose this week. Yeah, I got the Packers as well. B, who you got? <clears throat> I got the Packers. Packers. The Bears. The Bears, who are amazingly staying afloat at two and two, um, at the Vikings. I can go ahead and start this. I got the Vikings beating them. The Bears. The defense is cool. The offense is very hard to watch. And it's one of those situations, I don't want to give them excuses, but you're just not going to know what you have in uh, in fields because you don't have anything in front of field. So he could end no, up I'm being that bust who gets all the jokes, but we, we, we talk about it all the time, like what team you go to, what they have around you for your first two, three years in the league, 
could determine what you are and what you become. Yeah, I'm <laughs> you never be the next Justin Fields. And you're <laughs> you right. You the next they David Carr. Yo, they don't protect him at all. But then when they do protect him, he throws the prettiest football <laughs> just always to the wrong team. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it be looking pretty. It'd be looking pretty when it's flying downfield. It's just like, who Take is he throwing to? Take this spiral He's shell-shocked by then. Yeah, he's like, yo, I got protection. Like, you know, so I, I'm, not, I'm never picking them, yo. I'm never pick- And the funny thing is, like you said, they're two and two, so they've been in games, but I just can't, and, and you know, I can't pick them. It'd be them. like Although, a house, this, this, this isn't a, a national televised game, though, right? But this isn't like a Sunday night no, or Monday night like that, right? No, they're not going to put it on so, TV. Because right, if so, I'm picking the Bears though. Because Kirk Cousins, you know how he is when the lights is bright. Right, right, right. This is right. a regular. This is yeah, a regular this is prime game. Time. Cousins is about to go ham. This is prime time. The Bears might win, even if Justin Fields throw for 16 yards. So as long as it's not prime he, time, Kirk it. Cousins is good. <laughs> he's done it. Remember how many yards he threw for in that one game? Both threw for like, like 12 26. yards in the game before. Yeah, something crazy like, like 26 that. 26 passes to 26 yards. But but overall, I think because of the sacks he took, like he had like negative one yards total for the whole game. It was something crazy like that. It was one of our stats yeah, of the week ridiculous. last week. It was real embarrassing. Ridiculous. It was Boy, buff level stats. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Vikings too, B. We we all got the Vikings in this one. Yeah, I'm bang with Purdy Cousins. All right, Dolphins at Jets. Even though the Jets are a formidable opponent so far this season. I don't know if this would have been a question if, you know, we weren't talking about what we've been talking about with the Dolphins, with Teddy Bridgewater kind of evens the playing field a little bit. Um, who y'all got? <laughs> uh, they're going to New York for this one. Jets. I'm rolling with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Dolphins don't deserve the prosper. Yo. <laughs> we, all right. We, we all on and the same page so far with these pick sixes. I'm, I'm going with the Jets I want to see Tyree well. Hill. I want to see Tyree Hill turn on, a, turn on his quarterback. The Jets are a decent little team. He was going to turn on Tua at some point. He was being too nice to ball. If he didn't keep up with what he was Tua, doing the first Tua, couple Tua, of weeks. Tua was getting that rock, though. Tua was balling, though. He was getting that rock. I know. He kept having to stop and come back for it, though. At some point, he's going to get tired of getting hit. <laughs> no. And he keep getting hit when he's five yeah, yards in front was, of somebody. You're going to get a little frustrated by that. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I was working, because the defense doesn't know how to defend that. They're like, yo, we're not going to throw somebody that underthrows every pass. Right. But you're gonna break you gonna break Tariq's leg at the expense of a pass interference. But um but yeah, he he's gonna be way happier, you know, with, with Tua than he will be with, with Teddy B. Teddy B not even gonna throw the ball deep. He's not even gonna try. So Teddy gonna hand um, it off no matter what. I'm with y'all. I got I got the Jets in that one too. Um Eagles at Cardinals, four twenty five, tilt out in the desert. Um could this be the toughest test the Eagles have had so far? Um, I only um, say that because the way the defense is playing, you know, you got little Speedy Gonzalez back there at quarterback. He's going to extend some things, and he's going to get away from some things, whereas, you know, in the first four games, the Eagles may have been off the field on a third down. So, you know, they're going to have we're going to have the same type of problems that they're going to have when they get the Eagles in third and long and, and Jalen Hurts can can move the chains with his feet. So um I'm 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 gonna pick the Eagles in this one. Um this is probably when they lose their first game when 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 I actually pick pick 'em. But I got the birds in this one. 
The Cardinals are one of them teams. The Cardinals are one of them teams that get the dub. Like just it's the Eagles. Eagles and Cards games are always weird. Always have been historically. Um, I'm right. just trying to figure out whether I should start Hollywood Brown on my fantasy squad because Juju is giving me nothing. And I got Holly. I got Hollywood on the bench balling right now. You know. Like, you know what. You know what the Eagles can't do against the Cardinals, Jim. They can't score zero points in the second half. And I know they scored yeah. 10 in the second half last week, but the touchdown they got came off like a 16-yard field because they got a fumble deep in, in, in their territory. So the problems yeah. that we've been talking about with them scoring in the second half were still there last week, um, if not yeah. for if not for Trevor Lawrence just like thinking he was in a basketball game and he was the point guard dribbling all day. Like they would, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have gotten any more than three points in, in the second half of that game. So I'm still worried about. I think the card that. Yeah, I'm taking the card 31-24 on a touchdown by Zach Ertz. <laughs> um, I, I, I can I, use that. I, I, you know, my fantasy want, team. Let's go, Zach. I actually want to pick the Cardinals. <laughs> you know, conventional logic. It's it's about that time. It's about that time for us to have a meaningful loss. But I noticed something in the media the other day that's going to it's going to cause me to pick against Tyler Murray for the rest of his entire life and career. Uh, Bull got up and said I'm Cablasian, and I'd like to celebrate Korean heritage and put that on <laughs> he the back of his helmet. So, he did a, I can see that. He did a tiger. He's one, he's, he's one of them. He's, he's one of them. What are you? Korean? What else? Cherokee? What else? Irish? What else? French? Well, what else? German? He one of them dudes. Knowing it's your Negro side got you running from defenders like that. Come on, cuz. <laughs> yeah, Collar yeah. Collar be out here wilding, yo. Collar look like Lamar Reinhardt. Did he stop? <laughs> yo, he damn sure do. Be that. I don't even know that. <laughs> damn dude. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. man, yo. So that's what I got, man. What's the next game? Um, Cowboys at Rams. Rams don't particularly look good, man, right now. No, no. <laughs> it seemed like, you know, Cooper Cup, the only only, only thing they got right now. And, you know, he's going to get injured at some point because he get the ball every play like he's a running back or something. Um, yeah, they play like this game is in L.A., though. Don't care no more. This game is in L.A. I think this – I think Cooper Rush will still be under center. Um I just think at some point Cooper Rush, the, the luck has to has to run out. But that defense is playing really well. And before the season, I would have penciled this in as a sure loss for the Cowboys. But now I'm not so sure. But I'm still gonna pick the Rams. I don't understand the Cowboys. Like I watch them play, and they have success running the ball, but they just stop. It's like they, I, you know, I'm trying to get my conspiracy bag. I mean, I most people do, man. Bag. Today's football. Yo, but this, Even yo, if but it's working, it's too ugly. What's Zeke average per clip? What's Zeke average per clip? 5.2 or something crazy like that. How are you averaging? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he averaging five yards a carry, but he be getting, like, 12, 15 carries. Like, huh? Yo, that that's kind of what I was talking about when I said Gerald Jones is the, yo, he's, he's a great player for the Eagles because he doesn't want to win unless, the, the 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 big splash play. He don't want to win. 
Yeah, but my thing is, you paid the boy. At this point, run him in the ground now. Yeah, he's not there. Yeah, right, right. You're a running back. What you saving him for? <laughs> what you saving anyway, him for? I'm going with the Rams. All right. Who are you going with, B? Uh, Rams. All right, last one. Bengals at Ravens. Mm. Ooh, what, what, what time is that? Going? I think that is. I think that's the Sunday nighter. Bengals at Ravens. What's the Thursday night game? What's the night? Uh, Colts Broncos. Let run away. We're watching that play. Yeah, I wish Big yeah. Brother was still on. Like, where you at, Big that's Brother? Disgusting. When I need you. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yo, they they drop any more of them Lakers docs? Yo, any more episodes on that? Um, I saw today that they did, so we gotta, we gotta. Right, so yeah, maybe that's the move. For the catch up. I've been watching Dahmer too. That's creepy. <laughs> Boy, you know, so Bengals at Ravens. Yo, this is tough because the Ravens like they get leads and lose them. Um, right. the Bengals just look like the Bengals look like they just got to show up this year and they thought everybody was gonna bow and they gonna go back to the bowl. So. Yeah. They like they took a step back, so this is a nasty game. I don't know who to pick in this joint. I'm gonna go with the Ravens because they home. I'm gonna go with the Ravens with the as Bengals well because the Ravens defense is disrespectful to the ghosts of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Tony Saragusa. Yo, but why did he ball in the first place? <laughs> and and, and, and scream mask. Don't forget about scream mask. Scream mask. <laughs> Yo, but why did he ball in the first half? Like, what happens in the second half where they start giving up a bunch of points? Like, did he got they bad? Like, yeah, took their cardio up. They're not in shape. Probably. They need to run some suicides or something. They need Greco. <laughs> hey, <Okay>. yo. <laughs> All right, so uh, that is our NFL pick six. And before we talk about what happened while y'all were on the Grizz Naive, we're going to go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias waiting. From out in Arizona, what up, Tobias? I would have been out there this week too, but my cousin was like, nah, I can't do it, so. We was gonna go hey. that, that Eagles game, but yeah, I keep I keep selling you out. But <laughs> yeah, Kobe, what's yeah. up with you? Hey, all I got to say is that you gotta be like Brady around here, man. Uh, you know, the worst thing is a is a win is a win or lose here. Tom Brady getting divorced because he said ball is life, but that means the Bucks are gonna keep this guy till he getting Social Security. Right, because um, nobody, you know, has, you know, everybody's gonna be afraid to tell Tom Brady to move on or cut him or trade him. So y'all, I traded that. Hey, I, I'll move on a new quarterback, but uh, he gonna you know, y'all. Uh, he gonna guilt hey. y'all. He gonna be like, y'all trying to get rid of me? I gave up my wife for y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's nah, his problem. <laughs> he shouldn't have married that's a woman AD, that was AD busy problem. like her. He should have married a regular chick who would have been thankful that he's still playing instead of another busy chick who got her own big-time stuff going on. Cause she, she sacrificed that. It's easy to sacrifice the girl who he ran HR. He to Kevin Samuels. He yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. And uh, and one thing like Kyler Murray, he's in the right town to play the Colonnasia because the brothers be falling over themselves and getting the white spots. They, they end up wearing boat shoes and flip-flops and board shorts just to get in and try to get some of that sweet Anglo nectar. But, uh, you know, but. Hey, yo. <laughs> they be mad, y'all, man. Man, this club racist. I'm like, why, why are you going there? But anyway, I know y'all would talk about it. Like, first thing first, here's a pick for y'all. I'm taking the Browns. 
plus two against the Chargers at Cleveland. Uh, the Chargers, it's an early kickoff. Brissett has played well. They are great run the football. The Chargers are Brissette terrible against the run. Huh? Yeah, he played I well enough. I would describe what Brissett does as well. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> he ain't Baker Mayfield. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, <laughs> the Chargers, but, bad, ain't hard Chargers to have bad run defense. Yeah, because like you know, Chubb and Hunt, they great. They got one of the best running attacks. Obviously, Listen, the that's, Chargers that's, are that's, terrible that's against the run. Them two oh, plays they get better. Back there, man, running back in Cleveland, man. Yeah, they be out there looking like yeah. Jim Brown. I know, I know. Other teams like y'all gonna have to come up off one of them cats. Yeah, <laughs> y'all can't have both hey. of them. Y'all drunk. And it gets better. <laughs> the Chargers have a lot of injuries on their offensive line, including a stud left tackle, Rashawn Slater, uh, and Miles Garrett's coming back from playing Grand Theft Auto in his car. But uh, so that's <laughs> the one to keep an eye on right there. Um, Jim, that's what that's what the Browns would have looked like with um. Jim Brown and Ernie Davis. If Ernie Davis ain't get leukemia, yeah, that's that's what they yo, were envisioning back then. <laughs> yo, I ain't must. To Tobias, I hear you. I got I got to think about that because I took the Chargers in the under last week for the same reasons that you picking them to lose. And Justin yeah. Herbert looked like he just wasn't injured two weeks ago. He came out there like, I'm like, come on, man, this dude is just special. Right. Yeah, Justin Herbert is that boy. He came back yeah. this week uh, like like his ribs don't hurt no more. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, dude, you're supposed to be hurt. <laughs> I mean, I heard ribs, and I, you know, it, they heal pretty quickly, and it's all a matter of pain tolerance. He probably was bitching the first week. You know what? He seemed to be I hope, Fred, I hope Fred Perdue is listening right now. Your college football coach, Mario Cristobal, is a new QB killer. Cause he had everyone thinking Justin Herbert won all that when he came out for the draft. And he got another QB that put ready in the first round, probably with transfer. Cause he's regressed. Good luck with that one, Fred. But, uh, you know. We all talk about coach, a lot of time with coaching. I know sometimes you get you do a great coaching job, but you don't win. One of my picks was the Patriots cover at nine and a half. They had some guy named Zappy out there, and Belichick got them in a position to make it a winnable game. <laughs> you know, uh, that's what I hate when people say, "Well, Tom Brady showed up, Belichick won." I'm like, he had Drew Bledsoe. They had some good teams. Drew Bledsoe made a Super Bowl with Parcells. And he he did a good coaching job last week. But I just think the hot take media just won't have that, just won't acknowledge that. They just look at, oh, he threw 300 yards, even though Brady hasn't even played well this season. And, uh, Not at all. Uh, yep. Matthew Stafford has turned the ball over like candy. He hit crickets from the media. And actually, they wouldn't have made a Super Bowl last year. Tart caught the ball. And you know what the Rams need right now? Draft picks. They give them all up, <laughs> you know. Uh, hey, listen, uh, I mean, they, they did what they they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. They gave up all them draft picks the so they can get they one. Got the they got what they was looking for. So yeah, yeah. And like your Eagles, see, here's the thing, right? I know y'all fans. I still think mm. Jalen Hurts may have some problems when, like, the Bucks defense is great. They, they can track him <laughs> down. You got a couple of defenses that can run him down that fast enough. Francis, the Saints defense, they're a matchup with him because they're not fast like that. But yeah. the Cardinals are terrible on defense. You, they got a quarterback they gave $200 million to that he can't play from the pocket. He has to go beat deep and run around for 20 seconds to make a play. He's one of the lowest yards per attempt guys in the league. 
So pretty much he's yeah. kept the check down. So Kyler Murray's kept the check down with good PR. I yeah, think he'll uh, have a decent test against the Cowboys. He, he yeah, Cowboys defense is great. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and like y'all was saying, by like like hear me to talk Cooper Rush. That's why you seeing. The, that's why you don't your starters don't want your backup playing at all. Remember, Brady had Jimmy G trade out of town. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and like right now, if your backup plays to win a game, he can throw for 130 yards. Fans are like, hey, let's ride this out. Knowing damn well this guy like Teddy Bridgewater will throw 180 yards, all these checkdowns. And it's funny, fans love the check down until it is late in the game and the guy can't push the ball downfield to make a play. Ask Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. So uh, it's just funny, like, fans be wanting a certain thing until it's, it's nut crunching time and they can't win and they can't make those plays. And, uh, you know. I feel you. I feel you. Oh, wild them up. Bryce Young. If he plays this week, fam, I'm going to crush A&M. Uh, if Jalen Milrow, he's at, oh, huh? it's 24. I ain't touching it. Uh, yeah, because A&M has one of the worst offenses in the country right now. It is god-awful. The guy they replaced the starter with broke his hand, Brad Johnson's kid. They got the guy they're supposed to be starting. He started earlier this year, Haynes King. Yes, that name sounds as mag as it is. But, uh, you know, but, uh, he's stuck and he's back playing. But we got our backup, he starts Jalen Milrow. Hey, the brother has wheels, but oh, it's not his strong suit, you know. So I'm just being honest there. And my last thing, guys, hey, I know some teams may not get Victor Wimbayama, but Scoot Henderson, they got a couple of guys that's coming out going to be good. But the one thing I liked about Wimbayama, and I see some of the highlights on YouTube for his other games. Not only the guy can shoot threes, the guy actually has a post game. I know Carl Anthony Town is jealous that no one's talking about his threes. They talk about win by Yamas. But uh you know, but this kid has an all around game where if he was playing AAU ball, they would have him standing in the corner. And so Yeah, did you see did you see what LeBron said about him? You trying to team up with him already? No, 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 no. What he said was, they, no, they, 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 they asked him. They asked him, like, you know, what was his thoughts about uh, Victor Wim, Baby Mama, whatever his name is. And he said, uh, he was like, over the last like, you know, um, several years, he was like, there's been a lot of guys that are unicorns that came into the NBA. He's yeah. like, but this dude is something different. He's he not a unicorn. He's an alien. Yeah, he said, he said dude is a once in a lifetime generational talent. I was like, damn. Like, you got to think for him. Dude, like, he's just trying to get him on clutch. <laughs> he's trying to flatter him. Uh-huh, yeah, he's trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good draft, by the way. So even you don't get yeah, him number good one. Yeah, five or gotta, six people at the top yeah. of that draft that, you know, yeah. any of them teams get, no, they'll it, be in it, good it, shape. It is, but, but when you watch this kid's highlights, though, this dude is something different, bro. This boy yeah, is you cute. Yeah, you got to You definitely want that number one pick. Yo, I've never seen nothing like this. Like, I've watched basketball 30 plus. I've never seen nothing like this. Like, I've never seen. No. I've never seen this. This is. Yeah, it's like. And his game is so smooth with his dribbling. Yeah. Because Chet Holmgren, what is he doing? He went from, like, Kevin Durant to Chet Holmgren to Bull. Like yo, he's like Kevin Durant to Chet Holmgren to Ray Allen. Yo, dude, dude is in the corner shooting fadeaway threes, falling out of bounds like this is double dribble. 
and so, handles. It's a smooth and, handle, a smooth shot. And then went in the post and was bullying people because he's just too big. Yeah, and then and then that, on the other side of the floor, he was throwing people shots into the, the, the like, yeah, and, I've never seen nothing like ball before. And, and, and like Dad was saying, that post game is what is going to make him fulfill his potential because you won't be able to switch on him. You remember they just switched Chris Paul on the Carl Anthony Towns and Cat want to stand in the corner. But if you switch somebody on him. Hey, also hey, I'm, hey Tim, I'm out. Y'all good? I'm out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we good. I've also never seen the commissioner come out and say, like, yo, people can't be, uh, can't be tanking for this season. Like, <laughs> but, but like Jim, the commissioner, you know commissioner already came out and said it. You know what, Jim? Here's the thing also. We got to be honest about this. The Spurs, the Jazz, they're at, like, if the Spurs get him, I'll be happy because they've been a well-run team and they, you know, the Jazz for, for their fans, heck no. Oklahoma City probably – put every starter on the IR once they saw that first game. Uh, you know, St. Gilgis, I was ain't playing this year. Just let you know that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but when it's somebody like this, and it's hard, one, big name free agents don't even move like that, much less come available. You got to put your hands in a ping pong ball, especially if, if you don't get him. You got other guys yeah. that are all-star level players. You got You got to do it, you know. What the hell are the Spurs going to end up doing? Hoping a free agent will come, but it'll be like some guy who's 35 who's getting one last deal? No, you got to tank for it and rebuild your team. And nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that once you go to a rebuild. But, see, it's a difference when you tank it and go for a rebuild and you try it. It's different when you're Oklahoma City or the Hinky Sixers where you're just like, screw it. You know, you got to get what I'm saying on that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. But like I said, man, this dude is different, man. And when you see he this, I'm like, yo, everybody should holy should just tank. We should just skip this season and like go straight to the uh, ping pong balls. Hey, I, I be hoping I my balls would tank, but we don't have a first round pick this year. I just, I just hope I just hope he don't end up somewhere stupid like Sacramento, like something stupid like that. Yeah, go to San Antonio. Yeah, you know, or or even Detroit, who's building a nice little squad there. Just go somewhere where yeah. like Sacramento. Lottery pits go there to die, and uh, you know, go. They, yeah, they go got Mike somewhere. Brown as a coach. Oh boy, you mean yeah, hey, yeah, because I'm actually looking for a new gig. I'm gonna hire him to help me interview. But hey, you guys have a great yeah. day, man. All right, man, have a good one. Take it easy. Peace, man. All right, bye. All right, let's get on Rob real fast. We move on. Rob calling in from Cali. What's goody? What's good, y'all? How y'all doing, man? We what, up, right. what up, what up, though? What's good, man? Y'all have Plantation Radio on here, you know what I'm saying, talking crazy. That's all I got to say. And, and, and before you get, before he gives, uh, you know, um, strokes Bill Belichick's ego, just remember Drew Bledsoe was drafted by Parcells, not by Belichick, okay? That, you know, that's not what he said, though. That's not what he said. That's not what he said at all. He, he said, said we're having an okay I, season. That, that's not what he said. He said they were going to compete that season. He, 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 he can compete, but he ain't going to win nothing. Other than that, man, other than that, like, um, all I got to say is that win that the, that the Eagles have, let me tell you something. Um, I really think this, like, Jalen Hurts, like the second of Cunningham, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the way he led his team through what? the through tumultuous Dog, weather. Is we, is we, yo, it's week four, yo, it's week four, cuz. Through, through, through adversity, we were down 14-0. Yo, yo. 
and yo, you can't yo, Rob, yo, Rob, yo, Rob, you got to relax, yes. yo. You got to, you got to <laughs> relax. They, they don't, they uh, don't even, they don't even have the same strength or type of game. Like what Jalen Hurts does and what Randall Cunningham did were are completely different. Like, like no. Listen, 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 listen. As now said, I made you look. You're late to pay for my rhyme book. Listen, man, relax. I'm trolling, but uh, oh, it was all uh, right when. It sounded good. It was all right when. I, it was all right when he didn't play that good, um, but I think you know I, I remember the Eagles beat the Packers a couple years ago, and Carson Wentz didn't play that good, but we had we had two hundred something yards rushing. You know, I do like Miles Sanders, but I think the Eagles need to pick up. Hopefully next offseason another big back. You know, because you know I like Boston Scott, and I don't know why they have games well, but um. You know they they they're lighting their ass, so I need they need it they need it they need they need some more some more like they need a, a running back they need a half back you know another running back but um uh I think I don't know about this game this Cardinals game I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if this game humbles them a little bit because the the game after that. Listen, the the thing. Yo, why do you always want to see a black man humble? Why is that a thing? Why do you huh? want to see our brothers humble? I'm talking about the team, not just the, the other. The, come on now, come on now. I'm talking about the team. You couldn't. Even, you was about to the, say you were talking about other. Then you remember Jalen Hurts is the leader. Big Slay, big big Clay Slay is the leader. Yo, you couldn't even fix your mouth to say that because it's brothers not, that run the Eagles. I mean, they don't need to be yes, humble. the bus. But yes, but I'm not, I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying she get humble. She's I ain't sold on him either. I, I, I would never be sold on him. You know, the sad part is, even after this off, depending how the season ends, and even if they make the playoffs and lose, they're gonna have to keep him and pay him the money. Because of the chemistry. Now, unless Howie Rosen does again, again, Jutsu, and he and he just um, I'm not gonna say his name. There's one player that that's out there that's disgruntled that wants his money. But even then, but but, but I want to ask y'all this too, um, because I'm I'm not so I, I would never be sold on Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry, I'm just not. You know, that's one black quarterback I would not be done on the roof. I'm sorry. Why won't you be sold on him? What if he's successful? What if he leads us uh, to a playoff I, win or two? It, it, you know what? It yo, it's been, yo, it's how, been four games, yo. You shouldn't have any opinion it, right it, now. It, exactly. It's been four games. He has to – Okay. No, but, Rob, that's not, that's not showed, what you're saying. I, that's not what you're saying. I've been said that. It's four games. He's played a great four games. We need a season or two. But what you said – was a statement with finality. You said I'll never be sold on Jalen Hurts. Why not? Not, not yet. What? Not 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 yet. Oh, well, not, yet not and yet. never. Not things. Go ahead. Okay, 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 okay. Let me phrase that. I, not yet. I'm not sold on him yet because I need to see crazy progression this season. I need to see like like the games like this overcoming adversity. Like like okay, I'm sold on a coach because. Overcoming adversity last season, like for coaching, 
it doesn't matter if you're 14 and 2. I want to know if you're 2 and 6. Can you motivate these players to play for you? And he showed me, and the coach showed me he can do that. Okay, I'm so in the head coach. Now for the quarterback, that that, that the same the same thing for for him. If you're having a bad game, when you have one turnover, two turnovers, three turnovers, are you gonna stay motivated in this game to come back? And and he showed me a, he showed me a little bit in this game. I have to see them. I have to see him how he progressed the rest of the season. He's looking good. He's not great, but he's looking good. He looks improved. He's above average at best. In, in my eyes, this is my opinion. This is my eyes. I'm not I'm not sold in him. I'm not not sold yet. I'm not sold yet. But, but I want to ask you this: with the quarterbacks right now, in uh, in this because the NFL. In the next bargain agreement, do you think the players should try to do something as far as a salary? You put a cap on the quarterbacks making the mo- making money because you know that's not going to be a big pie for everybody. Or do you think it'll just go the way the way it's gone? Because in the last bargain agreement, they, they were stupid enough to still keep the um, the players were stupid were dumb enough to keep the um, the franchise tag if they get rid of yeah. if they just get rid of the franchise yo, right. tag. Yo. Players, players are stupid. Number one, players are stupid. Number two, they don't come from financial literacy or an understanding of business. Number three, outside of the top 10% of NFL players, their salaries are great when you look in the context of normal human beings, but they live regular lives. A million dollars a year if you live – you know, if you live humbly, is a whole lot of money. But when you live as a professional athlete, a million dollars a year, even a million and a half, isn't a lot. And a lot of these guys are making that, and they're blowing through it, not paying taxes. Yo, so they're not, they not bright enough to understand the ramifications, nor are they financially solid enough to hold out. My man B. Austin Ping with the broadest of brushes. Like, yeah, bro, I, I just brush, don't bro, think bro. that they – I, I just don't think they have the leverage. They don't have the leverage that other sports and, and leagues do. They just don't have it. They don't have it. I mean, you, know, you look at the number of folks on the roster, the star power, the, the, the way they're able to control. Because the fact of the matter is, yo, I've lived long enough. I remember the scab days. Folks talked all that trash. And when scab players went out there, guess what they did? They watched some games. We love football in this country. If all the players today was like, yo, I'm not showing up Sunday, and owners got scab players, guess what? Folks would be tuned in. So, I mean, you know, they no, don't have leverage that other sports have. But it is what it is, man. But, Rob, man, thanks for your call, good brother, man. Um, Get with us next week. That, you that's, know. Man, that's a young day to buy as a whole run. But but I, I, I want to ask you. I mean, no. Go ahead. You, if you got something else you want to say, but, you know, I ain't really got – we ain't really got no bars on Jalen and all that. Like, you know, you talk you, – you, you already trying to judge the boy at the four games. Like, what you want us to say? Like, we ain't got no thoughts on it. I can't – no, no, no. It, 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 and I always got to apologize to y'all because I can't say anything as an Eagle fan to my Eagles, brother, because I'll be seen as a hater. I'll be seen as this. I'll be seen as that. I'll be seeing brothers look at me weird like, why are you hitting on a black quarterback? And I used to give Dev, and anybody who watched this show for years know I used to give Dev and be awesome hell for McNabb because I was a big McNabb fan. Not anymore because, you know, we won a Super Bowl. So, you know, I do apologize to y'all because I can't even talk about Dylan Hurts. 
on, on my own fan base. So yeah, and um, uh, well, 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 two questions y'all can talk about before, before I leave. One, um, what what um how how is um because I, I heard people talk about the Clippers are going to be one of the most looked at teams in the NBA. You know, in the start of the season, I doubt it. You know, I mean, sure, I I uh, I can't stand the Clippers, you know. And two, um, oh yeah, yeah, base, 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 baseball. How, um, Billy, what do we got to think the Phillies are gonna do in the playoffs? And and that's all I gotta say. You know. All right, all right. Well, we'll holler at you next week, Rob. Uh, no, I'm saying we're going to answer the questions. We're going to answer the questions, though, Rob. Just hang on. We're going to answer the questions. Um, the first thing, I'll answer real fast. I don't know what B got to say about this, but in terms of the Phillies, I don't know, dog. I watched, like, one inning of baseball this whole year. Like, I'm not even going to pretend like I care. But what I will tell you is this. If the Phillies start going deep in the playoffs, I'm going to be fronting like I watched all, all series, you know what I mean, all season, rather. You're going to catch me fronting. If they win the chip, you're going to catch me at the parade fronting. I ain't watched watch one inning, bro. How about you, B. Austin? Yo, I didn't even know the Phillies were still in Philadelphia. Doug, I ain't no baseball season started. <laughs> I mean, like, what are we talking about, man? You, listen, man, all I care about is pigskin and hoops, man. It is what it is, man. Um, and what was his other yeah. question? His other question was what? Oh, it no. was the Phillies. What was his other question? You kicked Rob off too no? soon, man. No. I mean, I'll bring him on real quick, though. What was, I mean, somebody in the chat could tell me. What was his other question? He asked about the Phillies. And he asked about something though. What was it? I don't know, bro. Oh, the Clippers. The Clippers. Um, okay. in terms of the Clippers, I mean, they got the talent. I mean, Kawhi ain't played in you know damn near two years at this point. So they got the coach. It's just a matter of whether it all comes together. Like Yo, you know. I know I that sounds like a cop out answer. Yo, it's like a cop out answer, but they got to, listen, man. They got, they got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and now John Wall all in the same squad. Like, if they show up in a half of what all three of them have been in the past, that's a tough out, yo. It's a, it's a definitely a tough out, man. But you know, only time will tell. Anyway, man, let's let's uh let's move on, man, um, and talk about what happened while you were on the ground. And by the way, though, um, shout out to Rob. And shout out to Tobias for getting through. But three two three four one zero 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 one two is the call number if you want to call in and get with us. Um, we ain't got but so much time, man, because we got behind um, taking those calls. But with that being said, it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the Grizz Naive, which is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website? Go to digitalextremetech.com or call two six seven two zero five four two zero three and go yeah. And that's how you get, you know, some digital stream technologies. Shout out to them for their support of the war room. But it's time to talk about what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Naive. So, first story is this, B. Austin. Tom and Giselle have allegedly hired divorce lawyers. Man, you put any stock in that? No, I think they, I think they're playing a game of chicken. Really? I mean. Mm-hmm. There's been rumors all year about, like, uh, what's going on in their life. Um, and then my man has been out there looking mad depressed. Like, I know that look, but, you know, Ooh. it is what it is, man. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, man. But this is, this is 
this is going to be tabloid headlines, man. Um, my guy Tom Brady gave up his marriage for a 10-6 and six season in the first round bounce out of the playoffs. <laughs> Not even the Super Bowl. Because I can't huh? see that team. I can't see that team making a Super Bowl. I mean, they got to get healthy, though. They're, like, beat up. But I don't know, man. They don't look scary at all. They don't look like a championship team. Let's put it that way. And Giselle, man, like, you know, um, this this is deep, though, because, I, you know, I've been reading on my tabloid joint, and by tabloid, I mean Twitter, and they were talking about how they supposedly had a plan as a couple. Like, you play this amount of years, and then we do this. And Tom basically was like, I'm doing something else. But, you know, Giselle ain't no regular chick. Giselle got her own. Tom was like FOH, yo. I mean, Giselle got her own. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. We shall see, man. You ain't got no thoughts on that, though? No, man. Uh, shout out to AB for uh, consoling and comforting uh, Giselle. Several jumps. Yo, I don't time. mess with AB goes in the Kanye bucket of attention, man. Like, dude was out here literally on camera sexually assaulting people in the pool. Like, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's, oh, you know. it out and anyway, have it. Yeah, man. But listen, though, how about this story? I don't, pool. I don't know if you heard this story, but a Northern California high school had to forfeit their entire football season. A video was released of them reenacting a slave auction with their black teammates. So what you think about that, bro? Um, I think that in 2022, the evidence of the racial divide, white supremacy and bigotry, the evidence of it not being addressed and rooted out is going to continue to root its, its, its head for the next 100, 200, 300 years. As long as it stays unaddressed and there's no high level of accountability, it's just going to continue. It's going to continue. And the sad, the sad fact is not even so much that white people perpetuate this, but it's that black people don't get angrier and hold them accountable. That's the sad Yeah, so that was going to be my point with this story because I've seen this happen yep. several times, yep. specifically in sports when you have, like, locker rooms with, like, people from different cultures or whatever, and the black kids, like, allow this to happen. Or even at the World Series, to you know, when it was playing in the dudes, like, putting yeah, cotton in the air. To, and all to, to Dev's point, but, but the, that, black, the black kids Vito, cooperated. They allowed it. But what, what I'm saying is that shows me a lack of – because these are kids, right? So it shows me that who I blame their old heads or their parents. You're not educating them properly to let them, you know, because, listen, you, you ain't got to turn into a full race war. Like, yo, this, this is not cool. Here's why it's not cool. But the, I don't feel like they have the necessary education um, or haven't been schooled. So I can't even blame the kids. I got to blame their old heads because I'm pretty sure if someone tried to pull that on your son, your son wouldn't be going for it. Like, yo, you're not going to do that. Like, what we doing? No, I had to, I had the schooling uh... – Recently, we, you know, we've hit, we're freshmen in high school and top-level athletes. So, you know, the young ladies are, are starting to notice. And, you know, I said, listen, there's a certain type of young lady you come home with and can deal with and a certain type you can't. And I'm going to leave it at that. Y'all <laughs> let know, me, y'all let know. me alone, Becky. <laughs> let me alone, Becky. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so that's my thoughts on that story right there, man. Real quick, yo, though, the man yo, that Jimmy caught Aaron Judge's record. Jimmy said that about his record. nephew. I didn't. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I mean, I, we, we had the conversation straight up. Like, I, I got a nice inheritance for you. If you do that, you ain't getting it. All right, here's here's the thing, though, real quick, though. Um, 
Aaron, Aaron Judge, right, uh, the home run he hit, the man that caught the record-setting home run ball is the vice president at Fisher Investments. So Fisher Investments is one of the bigger firms. Um, you know, B. Austin plays in that world, so I'm pretty sure he's familiar with him. Um, they manage $197 billion worldwide. So I guess the point is the person that caught that ball, which is worth a lot of money, didn't really need it. Kind of effed up, right? No. It's a game of like, nah. it's a game of amusement and chance. Like, look, the nice thing would be for him to donate it to charity or for him to give it away or whatever. But if he doesn't, I'm not mad at it. He caught it fair and square. Kind of is what it is. It's nice for him to I, – I, I, okay. I would think he should give it away, but I don't think he should be forced to or even shamed – if he didn't, because he could come back and say, hey, man, this is something I want to give to my kids or give to my grandkids. Yo, man, I can't fault him for that. Yeah. All right, that's what's up, man. So the rich get richer. Anyway, man, um, this last story, I definitely want to get your opinion on this, man. Yeah, what America is about. Man. <laughs> the Honorable Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he wrote a piece um, where he literally called uh, Kyrie Irving a comical buffoon and was going on Kyrie talking about, like, you know, how he has an influence and, you know, um, Misusing it, so Kareem called him to the to the to the carpet. But the response is interesting because a lot of the younger players start going in on Kareem and you know taking Kyrie's side, um, and you know some of it like bordered on disrespect. Uh, this is something that you'll see. Like you, if you live long enough, you'll see people that you know um, from a past generation and this current generation kind of clash. Um, you know, but he was calling him a clown for all the things, like, you know, for the, the flat earther. But ma- the main thing was Kyrie had reshared um, a piece of content from my, what's the boy's name, uh, the conspiracy theory, the conspiracy theory dude that um, got in trouble for the Sandy Hook uh, situation. Um, I forgot the dude's name, but he's a conspiracy theory buff that uh, shared the Sandy Hook joint. I'm going to find his name. But what do you think about the players, like, kind of turning on Kareem? I um I don't have a problem with young people a having a difference of opinion and perspective and b voicing that difference of opinion and perspective. What I have a problem with is them not doing it in a respectful manner. With them not By the knowing way, the 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 the, uh, the Yakubian the, the 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 man of chalk. His name is Alex Jones, who's Alex a known Jones. conspiracy theorist. He's yeah, Alex Jones said the, the Sandy Hook thing was a, the whole thing was a hoax, and and you know he kind of lost a lawsuit. But he has a huge following, and he, he you know he talks a lot of crazy stuff. But Kyrie has shared some of his work in his IG stories, and folks was like, "Yo, like, what are you doing?" Cut. Alex Jones is also a was a staunch Trump uh, supporter, and and yes. pushed very very diligently to get that ball in office, just so that that be known. Yes. Um, uh, the Hodge Al Hodge was doing. He was taking issue with the fact that it's anti-intellectualism that Alex Jones views, mm-hmm. and he's coupling that with the fact that Kyrie has been known to voice not not what is anti-intellectualism, but fringe theory. And I think Al Hodge ask himself, does this bull re- really, really read to your point from earlier in the show, or is he picking things up off of the Internet and espousing 
on things he doesn't understand or hasn't read up on, and then look at the following and the people that he reaches with an uneducated message. That's Kareem. I understand where he's coming from, but I I guess, all right, so if I'm Kareem, and maybe he has done this, we don't know, I would have reached out to Kyrie, got his number, and had a conversation, had him come over to sit by my knee, have a coffee, um, or drink from dandelion <laughs> have tea. Have sit by your knee. Um, I, I have agree dandelion more. I, 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 I like where you're going. No, I like, and, I like and, your commentary. And learn, yeah, and learn and learn something, and then forge that bridge, and then educate him and bring him up. Kareem, being the prideful man that he is, highly educated, highly articulate, highly intelligent, but Kareem has a has a quiet and almost noble haughtiness that he's not really approachable nor does he necessarily want to approach these young bulls. And so that manner is is off-putting to other people who don't look past it and understand it. Like you and I, because we're men of a certain age, it, it, it doesn't mean anything to us. We look past, we understand. But when you're dealing with younger people, there's automatically that friction based on age there's automatically mm-hmm. that friction that's there, and then it's hyper-inflated uh, due to the times we live in. And now you just got a bunch of young, dumb ninjas that are going to disrespect Kareem because that's all they know anyway. Like, they ain't going to read, they ain't yeah. going to research, they ain't going to, you know what I'm saying? They don't know, they don't know of, whom, of what they speak or of whom they speak to. I believe Kyrie knows or would be in – but Kyrie's not going to pull the hounds off either because he's prideful. So he ain't going to say nothing. All right, real, real quick, though, because I, I just mm-hmm. want to add to the conversation. Like, So so I kind of I agree with what you're saying. Like, you can't just offer criticism without solutions. And if you're not willing to educate the brother, then it's, it's, it's difficult to just come out and, like, diss him if you're not willing to educate. Now, whether he did or not, I don't know. And he, he may come up with the thing, like, this is my way. But it's kind of different when you do it in public because – you know, human nature is to get defensive if someone's calling you out in public. All right, have you talked to me in private and given me game or told me the best way to handle certain things? If not, then, you know, so I get both sides of it. But I also can see how as an elder statesman and someone who's lived through what he's lived through and fought for what he's fought, how this could bother him because the one thing he doesn't play is black men with their anti-intellectualism. And when you share certain things online, right. it shows. Like, you know, have you read? Now, I think Kyrie does read because, I mean, well, at least he pretends to. But it's one thing to I read and another thing to have comprehension. And also it's one thing to understand who you are and how your words can mean something different. With you sharing that clip is a lot different than someone else randomly just sharing an Alex Jones clip. Right. That's coming from you. That makes news. So you got to also understand your position. And if you're not willing to engage in conversation based on that, then maybe you shouldn't be sharing it. Anyway, man, so that was a – Interesting uh, story, nonetheless, to see how uh, fans and players, you know, kind of went in on Kareem. But, you know, I think it's it's a complex conversation, man. But anyway, B. Austin, that's what happened this past week while you were on the grind. Let's talk about this Dayton sports history before we get out of here. And that is brought to you by Sports the Book. And the bottom line, it's the greatest sports book ever written. Go to warroomsports.com and pick up a copy of the book. The State Sports History, uh, October 6, 1945, tavern owner 
Billy Goat Giannis, he bought a seat for his pet goat for Game 4 of the Baseball World Series. He was escorted out, and he passed. Uh, he, he said that he cast a, a, a curse on the Cubs at the time, which is called the, uh, the Goat Curse, if you look it up. <laughs> so, crazy moment in sports history. We like to give a big warm salute to historical moment. But we are getting ready to get out of salute here. But we got to say thank you. <laughs> we got to say thank you to everyone who joined us this evening. Shout out to uh, Anil and um, Kevin and Chapman. We appreciate you as always. Shout out to those that listen live. Shout out to those listening on the replay. Shout out to those that called in. We appreciate all of the support. Everything that we do, all of our content, social media, Everything can be found, including my book, Sports to Book, at the hub, which is warroomsports.com. And listen, um, make sure you tune in next week. We'll be right here, but also on demand during the week. And you can find all that information at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. And we shall see you chumps on Tills Naive. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.